Starting this month and going into the next few months of December, January, and February, most of you will be hitting the submit button on your college application. So let's celebrate. Yes, congratulations. And I'm sure a few of you are super nervous, and that's okay too, um, because I can see why the next few months could be emotionally difficult, given that so many of you have done your part to prepare for the college application process. But of course, COVID and this pandemic has made life so unfamiliar in so many ways. And for those of you who are wondering if you should go to college or maybe even hit the pause button on your dreams for college until after we get more clarity around the pandemic, or maybe you are concerned that even if you got into college, you wouldn't feel comfortable moving away in the fall given all of the COVID craziness um, to go off to college. So I want to go over seven tips. And before I do that, before I dive in and talk about seven tips for getting through this year's college application process, I want to say to every single high school senior out there listening to this episode right now, I want you to know that yes, and I'm going to say that again, yes, your college dreams are still possible despite all the chaos and despite all of the challenges around this pandemic. So let's jump into seven tips. The first tip, I say this when I'm talking to one student or class of students, um, and really on most of the episodes within this podcast, which is the very first thing I want you to do, (laughs) uh, whether that is today, tomorrow, or this weekend, is carve out time to complete one of the most important applications that will help you get money for college. And let me say that again, the free application for federal student aid. You know it as the FAFSA, all right? Completing the FAFSA is essential because you can qualify for up to $30,000 a year and financial aid, meaning you could have the opportunity to access free money. And we know free money is money you don't have to pay back. So you can get access to free money like the Pell Grant and scholarships from your state government. Also, by completing the FAFSA, you might be eligible for a job. We you know, want to kind of assume that given the pandemic, many jobs on and near campus might be uh, virtual, hopefully, fingers crossed, um, as well as, you know, student loans such as the Perkins loan and the Stafford loan. Now, I know some students are thinking, well, I'll just wait until after I apply to college to complete the FAFSA. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you later in this podcast, but let me say it here, right in this moment, do not wait. You don't need to wait. There's no need to wait <laughs> until you complete your application for college you can still complete your application for the FAFSA, all right? So again, you don't need to wait until you complete your college application before you complete your FAFSA application. So go ahead, complete the FAFSA now, even if you haven't completed your common application for college. Do not delay. Again, specifically this year, given that so many students will be requesting financial assistance for college, you wanna be first in line or one of the first people in line to access this federal um, student aid um, application uh, fund. So if your home computer is not working for whatever reason, you can 
Of course, you can try and reach out to your teacher, a school staff, your college advisor, reach out to a family member, a friend. If you have a mentor, send that person an email, a text or a phone call. I mean, pretty much anyone you trust, reach out to them and ask if they could print a copy of the uh, FAFSA. And in fact, don't ask them to print just one copy. Let me make that really clear here. You want to make sure that they can print multiple copies in case you or your parent makes uh, an error and just needs a, a fresh copy of uh, the, the FAFSA application. So I want to just keep you, you know, let's move this, you know, move this, uh, the first uh, tip forward. But I want to end with saying after you've completed the PayPal application, if that's where you, um, if that's what you're going to have to do, just want to make sure that you check everything for accuracy. Don't just fill it out once and then turn it in. You want to make sure you go back and check, make sure everything is accurate, and then mail that application right back to um, the FAFSA mailing address. And you can find that on the printed application. And let's just say for whatever reason, your computer isn't working and you can't find anybody to help you with printing copies for um, the FAFSA. Don't worry. You can also pick up the phone. Okay. You can call the FAFSA and I'm going to give you their number now. And you're going to ask the FAFSA representative to please send you, mail you paper copies to your home address. All right. So you're going to call 1-800-433-3243. All right. Again, that's 1-800-433-3243. Okay. Let's move on to number two, the second tip. And as you may have already heard on a previous episode, that most of our country's colleges are now test optional, which means that those colleges do not require students to take an entrance test like the SAT or the ACT. Now, if you want to take the SAT in your state, your region, or your community has arranged um, for you to do so safely, then yes, I encourage you to take the SAT exam. It will not hurt your admissions chances to submit test scores if those scores are at or above the median range for colleges where you plan to submit the common application. Now, if you plan to submit your SAT scores, I want to be really clear. Do not go in their code. Please spend some time practicing for the SAT exam. There's tons of resources, one of which I like to recommend because they've, they've demonstrated that they're really good. Um, and that is the Khan Academy. I'm sure you've heard about the Khan Academy, but definitely go on, take uh, at least one practice exam, if not two, so that you can gain some practice and some uh, some skills around the, the, the taking the SAT. Number three, create a list of colleges to apply. Now, there are more than 3,800 colleges in the United States, and not all of them are right for you. I know it may be easy to kind of go down and see where, you know, you have, you know, certain amount of colleges in a certain state, you just click, yes, 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 yes. These are the colleges that you want to apply for on the common application, but that is not the way to do this. Okay. Because some of those colleges do not have the best graduation rates and others do not provide enough financial aid. And many of them are places where most students choose not to even return back to after their first year which means that they probably didn't like it. And tons of colleges do not have the type of campus culture or resources 
that would be best for your personality and your career plan. So as you think about where you want to submit your uh, common application, um, which colleges you want to submit to, I want you to just kind of keep in mind, and for those of you who um, may not have heard of the, the common application, it's a single online college application form. It's used by over 900 colleges and universities. So basically, the purpose of the common application is that tries to make everything as simple as possible. So instead of you filling out the same general information like your home address, your email, your GPA, listing all of your extracurricular, you know, in school or out of school activities a dozen times, you only need to do so one once and then send it to the colleges that you are interested in attending you know, through this common application. So as you think about your college list, I want you to also make sure that you spend some time on the college board's uh, website called Big Future. And this is a great tool that you can use to help you identify a list of colleges that match, could match your interests, you right? You may, um, as you go on Big Future, you'll see that you can determine sort of, you know, where you want to live, what you want to study, how many students do you want in your class, how diverse do you want the students at your college to be, do you want to go to a college with a sports team, and so forth, all right? Um, Number four, take virtual college tours. So with this pandemic and with the many pandemic restrictions, uh, it is highly unlikely. I mean, if you do hear of colleges, I mean, I'm sure there are those that are out there, but I, 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 I doubt that there, there will be many on-campus visits this year um, for you to figure out if a college feels right for you. But with there being limited, if any, on-campus tours, there will still be and there are still <laughs> virtual options for you to explore your college possibilities. So definitely want to make sure that as you look at and think about the kinds of colleges that you might be interested in. Most of those colleges offer virtual tours and interactive campus maps right there on their website. And number five, don't be afraid to ask for help. You don't have to go through this college application process alone. This is not a solo journey, right? Your school counselor, your teachers, uh, your college advisor, right? may be able to guide you in choosing the best uh, college for you. Just remember that there will be more than one school that's right for you. I know some students like to get um, very laser focused on that one dream school and they don't want to look at any other schools. But I want to encourage you to keep in mind that there are multiple dream schools for you. Number six, find some creative ways to stay involved. I mean, Right now, with things not being um, sort of in person, it really can be difficult to do a lot of the extracurricular activities that you did before the pandemic. Um, So I definitely want to encourage all of um, high school seniors right now listening to this podcast to talk to an adult that you trust and ask for their help, you know, and finding virtual activities that would allow you to explore virtual clubs or virtual college level classes that could help you build some new skills, right? And you want to be able to 
leverage those experiences to share with the colleges that you are interested in attending. And number seven, listen, love, and let go. This pandemic is stressful, no doubt about it. So there will be times when you just need to pause and pay attention to your emotional needs. And that might mean taking a few hours or the entire day to just rest instead of pushing yourself to work harder on completing those scholarships or those college essays. Also, be nice to yourself. Give yourself lots of love during this very challenging moment. And finally, no matter what happens, continue to do your best because that's all you need to focus on is doing your best. And if you don't get into your dream college, be prepared to let go and move forward with other colleges on your list. Now, if you have any additional thoughts or insights to share, don't be afraid to just go ahead and comment on this episode or drop an email at quentin at scholarnavigator.org. Until next week, enjoy, be well, and peace. Peace.